Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, welcome to the Rundown Down. It's me, Tyrese, hosting for Sam. Uh, I've got Colin here. I've got Schwinn here. And the Knicks have won a playoff game in the second round. So, very interesting game to say the least. Um, score, final score, 111. Good guys, 105. Bad guys. And the series is tied 1-1, heading back to South Beach. A uh, lot to talk about, including the return of Julius Randle. Um, Jalen Brunson got to get through his ankle injury. No Jimmy Butler in this game. And it was, I think, agreed. It was, like, too close for comfort. And for a lot of this game, it kind of felt like, what are the Knicks doing? But fourth quarter, they managed to pull it together um, through insane shot-making from Jalen Brunson and really timely defense from Quentin Grimes and Josh Hart. And ultimately, they were able to bring it home. Um, lots to get into, lots to talk about. Where do you want to start, guys? You're the host. Can we start on game three? <laughs> uh, we should start on Tom Dibbitt on how he pissed me off majorly today. Um, first of I all... Thought, I, I thought Tibbs was good in the fourth quarter. I'm not going to lie. I thought his yeah, fourth quarter okay. coaching was good. I thought he was good in the fourth quarter because he finally realized he can't play RJ Barrett and Josh Hart together. And whoop de do the offense actually worked in the fourth quarter when there were shooters on the court. And even when Grimes didn't make his shots, Grimes with gravity was able to open up a lot of things and the <laughs> passing was able to create lanes. I think this kind of speaks to you cannot play Grimes. Um, sorry, not Grimes. You can't play Barrett and Hart together. Like The numbers are out of whack, and individually those guys win their minutes. So it kind of feels like, why are you putting yourself at the, behind the eight ball so soon? I uh, did not like a lot of his decision-making with the, the lineups. I felt that Hardenstein should have finished the game out. Like, I would just let him pick up six fouls. Like, I don't understand Tibbs' hesitancy to let guys pick up their six foul. Like, okay, if Hardenstein picks up his six foul, if you're going to bring in Mitch anyway, you might as well just try to run it down as long as you can. I don't understand why. Especially, like, Hardenstein was so much better than Mitch tonight. Yeah. It like, wasn't close. It wasn't like he was swapping out, like, even field, you know, like one for the other. No, he was swapping out a downgrade by every fucking sense of the term. Yeah, and like to his credit, Mitch Robinson had a good playoff series. Um had a good playoff so far, but like tonight wasn't his night. He got his fall trouble really <laughs> early. Um this is just not gonna be a series for him. Like this is I, I, I like I'm so I while I said like I did Tibbs definitely coached an awesome fourth quarter. Um or not an awesome, that's probably a bit of a stretch, but I thought he coached a good fourth quarter. By comparison. For the first uh, yeah, yeah, by comparison. His second yeah. half in general, they made more adjustments. Okay, that's fine. It's all well and good. Like, I'm a little bit more lenient in terms of, like, why they looked the way they did <laughs> defensively in the first half because, what, Jimmy was announced out at, like, 6.30, right? I mean, it was, like, an hour or something before the game. You probably – I mean, the way they play with and without Jimmy is just different. So I can understand, like – you know, you fuck up some of your screen and roll coverages and all that shit. I get that in the first half. The way they started the second half was not good defensively, but they got it together slowly but surely throughout the second half. And the fourth quarter, they were pretty locked in defensively. Um, but, like, this fucking heart thing starting is absurd. I'm sorry. Like, this guy wouldn't fucking take Alfred Payton out of the lineup for an entire fucking season, and now he wants to change... A rotate, not just he's not just changing the starting lineup. He has changed now 
the entire rotation that was perfect. It was great. Like the rotation was wonderful. We all liked it. Like it, it the starters were good. The bench was good. Everything was great. With and now he's, off the bench. Yeah. And, yeah. and now he's, and he can still get, he can still close out this fucking game. If he comes off the bench, there's no problem there. Uh, and Grimes clearly was not on some fucking minutes restriction. So like this, like he's overcomplicating this and he's fucking up our margins. Like there is a reason why, you have not started each half particularly well in the last couple of games. And like, yeah, quickly sucked at various points today. I'm happy that he finally, he seemed to actually like find something right before he got pulled, but whatever, like it's not just quickly. Like I think it affects everything. Like I think it affects Obi. I think like how many leak outs has Obi gone since Hart moved to the bench? How many, how much transition are we getting since Hart? Like, I think it's really fucked up the bench unit for, uh, in terms of their rhythm. Uh, I think it's fucked up. The, the starter spacing is just bad. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's non-existent. Not, it's yeah, non-existent. It's, it's because... not good. And, and credit to Hart that, like, what did he have? Nine assists tonight. Like he, I mean, he was awesome, but he was just like making shit happen as a passer in the zone. But you could see how much harder they had to work for shots with that starting lineup. And then you look at the end of the game, right? Like Miami couldn't play zone. They had to play. They had to get, come out of his own purely because you had Grimes in that lineup. And yeah, I know that RJ shot really well from three today, and Grimes bricked his attempts. But like, it doesn't. It the geometry just changes. The spacing changes. How the defense guards them changes. It opens up the floor for guys. I think you saw that it opened up the floor for Brunson in a, in a very nice way. Like, it's just it, none of this makes sense. It, it does not make sense to change something that was actually successful. Like this is not the Alfred Payton thing, right? Where we were all like, in the in the in the playoffs, once he changed it, we were like, well, thank God, like that made sense. Like this didn't need to change. Nothing needed to change. It, it, it needed to change when Grimes was injured and when Randall was injured. Sure, but what, now that they're back, like, why are we changing anything? Like this is just I, dumb, and it's hurting you can't, us. You on can't the say games. that without going back to Grimes, though, and it goes back to this argument of like, are we just gonna is Tibbs just gonna play people if they're injured because he can and like. But we don't know, and like I thought, Grimes kind of looked like shit for the majority, at least on offense. Like he spaces the floor, and he's always going to because he is that kind of shooter. But I did not think he played well in that regard. I don't. I, I, I thought. I thought his defense was great. I thought his yeah. defense was really. Hart's defense was fine, but I don't think Hart was a liability on defense either. I don't, no, I think I, that first. I think that first half, Hart was a liability on defense because he was just he was just getting torched, and it's like, why are you not using him as a point of attack defender? Like, what are you doing? Why is he, like, letting fucking Caleb Martin give him buckets? That made no sense to me. Uh, I would say I didn't think Hart played particularly well on defense the first half, but I feel very, 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 very strongly that the main culprits on defense were Jalen Brunson and Obi Toppin. And and Julius in the second half was... I don't really want to get into, like... I think Julius played a good game. He had some bad moments on defense. He had a very nearly terrible moment at the end of the game stepping on the fucking like stepping in bounds for no reason but I, but but i think honestly i just it was really good to see him in a playoff game shoot the way he did um i thought he played with confidence maybe a little bit too much at times but like i'd rather take that over whatever the hell we were seeing at the start of that cleveland series so i was happy with just seeing that he got some really big rebounds on the stretch of the game uh, and i thought his passing actually at the at the stretch at down the stretch kind of like at that top of the key area where he was the swing guy. He was really, really good down the stretch. So um, credit to him. But like, yeah, look, Brunson, awesome fourth quarter. 
offensively awesome third second half offense yeah, yeah, but man his defense today was, was terrible was terrible until the fourth quarter and obi I, I don't know how you go from playing the way he did in the first game like I, i'm always sympathetic to kind of his plight where it feels like even perfection doesn't matter but like this was the op- this was like i couldn't believe some of his defensive moments in this game. They were so bad. There was that one in the fourth quarter where quickly and Hartenstein had Gabe Vincent stuck in the corner like he, he was dead. And Obi, for some reason, just left a guy wide open in the corner to go to the top of the key where he didn't need to go. And it was like, and I think Caleb Martin ended up hitting a three off that possession. Yeah, but like, he did. Yeah, and it was just ridiculous. Like, I, he, I cannot even explain, explain how bad Obi's defense was today. He had a possession. So, like, in the first half, Quickly has that turnover. Tibbs takes him out, and Obi stays in the game. I want to say it might have been before that. I don't remember if it was before or after, but they basically just had a – they had Obi's man set a screen on whoever RJ was guarding, and, like, Obi doesn't – he clearly didn't communicate or something because they had no idea what to defend. They got an open fucking layup out of it, and they just roasted Obi so many times. when he And he was in for, like, how many minutes did he play? Like, eight or something? He, he was – so bad today. His offense today was terrible too. I mean, he just immediately launched a three from the corner for no reason. That was never close. And then he, I think he airballed both his three. He airballed another one from the top yeah. of the key that he didn't need to shoot. Like it was just, I don't know what was going on with him today. Um, he was really bad. Quickly was not good. Um, Hartenstein was awesome. He was spectacular tonight. And honestly, like I thought defensively for the most part, everybody aside from those two was pretty solid to, outright good i thought rj to be honest like I, I thought he was easily the best starter defensively in this game um and that was good to see but yeah like it, it was just a really weird game and they didn't seem to match miami's intensity until like end of the third quarter and it was like okay finally they were like competing for loose balls but i mean there were too many stretches and especially in that third quarter to begin where like it felt like they were getting like two offensive rebounds on possessions and you're like what the fuck is going on here um but yeah i i thought i thought hartenstein actually really turned the the energy in the game like he you could tell he like really really brought the intensity uh Edris did not want much to do with hartenstein today um bam is a fucking bitch fuck him and Dude. his fucking moving screens. I, yeah, how has he not been called for a fucking moving screen this entire fucking series like he it's insane. He it is insane that did he did not get called for one did fucking watch Cody Zeller. Yeah, Cody Co- Zeller was crazy. I could Cody not Zeller believe was it. literally pushing dudes backwards. Struce, was he getting called? Struce had a play where he literally like walked three steps and had his elbow extended into Mitch. Like, if they're not gonna call this shit, I don't even like. I it's it's beyond me. And I don't. I actually like. Look, I I think the Knicks got a pretty fine whistle overall. But you like, they literally would not have scored today. They would have scored like 80 points today if they called 20% of the moving screens they set. It was egregious. It was fucking egregious, some of the shit. And then they called that one on Mitch where Struess like runs in front of him. That was his third foul, right? That was fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry, man. I, I suppose is an amazing coach and he deserves a ton of credit for getting them to play the way they did tonight. But the shit they were getting away with today like the level of physicality they're allowed to get away with is crazy. There was that play where fucking uh, Julius tried to take that turnaround fade on the baseline and Lowry like slapped down on the ball and they were like, and they showed the replay and who was on commentary. Was it Jim Jackson? 
That yeah. was the he was like he's like oh look at this fucking great swipe by Lowry and they showed the replay he literally rakes his arms against Randall's arms like was that the one like, where he made the face and yes, he was like yes and they were like oh what a veteran savvy move he savvy knew where the play, ball was going to be no the ball was an extension of his arm which he fucking slapped the shit out of that's it what was it was crazy like I actually think I was surprised Randall's reaction was like what it was you didn't pretty calm yeah. yeah i was like are you good bro like it was a bit much there were a yeah. couple times in this game where i thought things were gonna get chippy but they never did yeah i'm waiting it's gonna happen in miami it's definitely gonna happen this team is so yeah. fucking annoying and they're so fucking grimy i gabe vincent can eat a fucking bag of dicks fuck that guy <laughs> fuck bam i'm so sick of watching bam that guy like that fucking fourth foul they called on mitch where he actually stuffed bam, bam. was ridiculous like i couldn't believe that I it was insane. Um, thankfully, I, I will say they did make up for it by um, not calling that uh, by giving us that twenty four second call. Uh, that was nice, but uh, yeah, like it's. I'm just so I, I can't I can't do it. Like I just can't do it. Like I don't understand how you cannot call some of these things. I I get you're not going to call every moving screen. You know, like I'm not asking for that. But some of this stuff is so ridiculous that like if you're not going to call it, then what the fuck? Like. How can you even defend some of this shit? It's not possible. I feel like the deeper we get into the playoffs, the more they're like inclined to let guys play through things. But it's like there's a certain point where it becomes egregious. And like I'm not seeing this in any of the other games with the moving screens. And it's like if this is happening at home, then on the road, it's going to be even worse. Yeah. Yeah. But our, our boy Scott came in clutch today. Friend yes. of the pod. Dude, Scott Foster. I don't know why people get worried when Scott Foster is on like. Is Toji or rapping about it? Like, the extender? Come on, the extender did his job. <laughs> I told Tyrese before you got on, when I said we're on the right side of a Scott Foster masterclass, and I don't know how to feel about it. I know exactly how to feel about it. Well, I yeah, feel... we won this fucking game. First I... option, Bam out of bio had 15 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. We should have like, blown these motherfuckers out. Dude, because Max Drews somehow got possessed. Like Max Drews and Caleb Martin sold their souls for game two for whatever reason. God, fuck, man, I hate this game. So the three-point regression is going to happen, right? <laughs> I hope so. And, like, they didn't even shoot well from three. Like, we shot 40% from three, and they shot 35%. But, like, dude, it's just the one. Yeah, they had thing. one, two, three, four. They had five guys make more than two threes. I mean, that was ridiculous. And we had four, to be fair. So, like, I just – what happened? It didn't make sense to me at first, but I guess if they're hot right now and they're just going to get more shots the way they did, I guess it makes sense that they would keep shooting the way they are. But there's no way. Like the third game, there's I just I doubt it. I think what happened is they basically were just like, we're going to lose this game anyway. So we might as well just go out guns blazing. And like they shot yeah, 39 they, in the first game. Watch shooting. Yeah. Yeah, they shot 49 in this game. So like they basically were trying to win this game with variance. I mean, how many but, did they shoot in the first quarter? Like 20? Felt ridiculous. Might. It might have been 22. They committed very early to this strategy. What? Like, shooting threes? Spamming threes? Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is what we do when, like, Brunson's out, actually. We do that a lot. Um, yeah. It, it just is what it is. But, like, oh, my God, I, I just can't. Look, I, I'm actually kind of happy that we got this game. I mean, one, I'm happy, thrilled that we won the game. And, two, I'm just happy that we, like, got this Butler absent game out of the way. Um I'm 100% sure if they were down one nothing, he would have played tonight. Like, this was clearly – this really felt like a house money game. Unless they're totally lying, by the way, which is possible. Because all I've been hearing for the last couple of days is like, 
oh, Jimmy is so fucking healthy. Never seen a healthier person than Jimmy Butler right now. Uh, he's moving so well. No limitations. Uh, didn't play today. So maybe they're bullshitting, but I, I suspect that he just... Well, the funniest thing was they literally tweeted a video and they're like, look, he's walking into MSG with no limp. And then 10 seconds later, it was like, Jimmy Butler's out today. <laughs> like, which one is it? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think he got... I mean, his ankle touched the earth. Like, that was a bad sprain. That might be like high grade one, maybe low grade two. Like, that looked bad, dude. Vincent, that th- by the way, like I, I saw there were a lot of people in our live chat. Uh, Hart had that foul on the Vincent three, and there were a lot of people that were like, "What the fuck is Hart doing?" I don't think that's on Hart at all. One Vincent, like moves back into him, which is like that's not a natural shooting motion. If I if you called that in pickup, like you would get into a fight. Um, and then on top of that, guess who guess who set a moving screen there and gave Josh Hart a nice little love tap to push him into. That fucking, was the one around the yeah. around the left side of yeah. the wing right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was that it was, was Bam. Ridiculous. Of course it was Bam. Like between him and Cody Zeller, these fucking guys, man, it is yeah. crazy. Like I would you know what? We need to just trade Mitchell Robinson to Miami so that he can experience what it's like to just be able to actually set the moving screens that he sets. Because they'll never call it on him if he wears a Miami Heat jersey. Like, what the fuck was that shit, man? Um okay, but Isaiah Hardenstein, what a performance. Seven foot Matthew Delabadova. Yeah. He was everywhere. He was <laughs> this is this is his series. Like again, this is where depth you have to use your depth. Um, like Cleveland was clearly a great matchup for Mitch. This is such a good matchup. This is not even like that it's a good matchup for Hardstein. He's just better equipped for this matchup than Mitch is. It requires um, it requires functional passing and it requires the ability to like extend out past the rim. And Hardenstein does both of those things. And, and able to handle the ball. Yeah. Like, yeah. like my like two free throws. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah. I don't know about that one. Every but time like, they set a free throw, my grandmother's like, oh. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, why does he shoot like it's like it, it looks like his shoulder is gonna fall off. He's, he's like, shooting like he's shooting a slingshot. It's yeah, just like I don't it's so weird, man. Oh my god. I don't know, but oh. like this is a game where, like, they cannot rely on the offensive rebounds to win it for them. And the way that Spo has been scheming against Josh Hart specifically, like, if you remember game one, they basically had Kevin Love throwing outlet passes in order to get Josh Hart to stop contesting rebounds. They were dropping our guard-guard screens in order to make Hart shoot. And their game plan seems to be, like, Stop the offensive rebounds on like stop the overload of offensive rebounds, and they're targeting Josh Hart in order to get him to do that. So like, you cannot rely. Yeah, ironic because you can say he had as much a hand as anybody in putting them down tonight in the fourth quarter. Like he was everywhere. Well, so I think two and a half minutes. Well, I I think what so when he's on, I don't know I don't know if this was intentional or if it just happened during the flow of the game. He how many he had like what. Three corner threes, two he made two in the fourth quarter. Yes, he, um, two, he went two for three. Yeah, yeah, and and like just in general, I think if you watched him in that fourth quarter, when he, where he was lined up in half court sets, he was a lot of the times he was in the corner. Grimes was over in the top of the key, or he'd go to the opposite corner. But like the balance was better, and because he's in the corner, he can crash. He can crash down because his man isn't going to leak out from the corner and get any like serious advantage in all likelihood. Um, 
So I think, I don't know if that was a conscious adjustment or not from Tibbs or from the players or whatever, but I thought that was a good look. Obviously, um, it was a conscious adjustment by Tibbs. Yeah, I mean, he's just fucking a master uh, of these things. But, like, no, he I, I don't care. I really don't care. I'm just fine. We can just give Tibbs credit. He's the coach, whatever. Um, I thought that was good. And, like, he cashed in those two threes. The first one was fucking massive they really Huge. really did that yeah. uh and then i mean then the one he missed i mean he goes and gets like the ultimate man rebound that was just like he gets rebounds to break teams yeah. <laughs> yeah that that was a ridiculous rebound <laughs> and then if you watch him he after he like goes up he missed the layup right randall gets the ball he gets fouled but hard's just screaming at the ref because i don't know i couldn't fully see it on the replay he like knocked over larry when he went up for the board right. I, I think Larry might have been on the ground, like grabbing at his leg or something. Yeah, dude, Larry has been grabbing at like legs and all their lower extremities all fucking serious. Larry's been way too much. And even there was one play in the first half where, like, (laughs) I think quickly was trying to go for an offensive rebound, and if you just watch it, Duncan Robinson is just like looking at him and bear hugging him in front of the ref, and I'm just like, what is going like? We're not like you have to call that. There, there are certain things you just have to call. Like you have to call that. You, you have to call plays where somebody's getting bear hugged. Like that's just how it works. Um, but yeah, like the Knicks finally got they they did get their offensive rebounding to to make a difference in the in the fourth quarter, especially. And I do think that's in part uh, just better spacing and stuff with Grimes. And I mean, and obviously it helped that Brunson was on such a heater that I think Miami was like really really loading up on him. Uh, and that kind of left them short um, in a lot of other areas. So, either way, uh, it was bench a- RJ. How many minutes were left? I don't know. I, don't yeah, even I, I can go check. Um, I'm wondering when we committed to that lineup to close out. Obviously, Mitch came in for Hart at one point, but that was interesting. Yeah, the Grimes stuff. He's just gonna have that shooter's gravity. Whether he's fucking. When's the last time he made a three? I don't even know. Yeah, I, I didn't, I, Grimes hasn't made a three since that. Uh, no, he made a three last game. He made one three. He made one three in his thirty seconds on the floor. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I didn't. I know there there are a lot of people upset that RJ didn't close, and I get that because he played well. I just, I have a really hard time getting upset about it, given that. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Who would you have subbed him for? Hart made. Every winning play down the stretch and Grimes' gravity obviously was a big contributor to that. So you well, just kind of have to live with it. I think his plan was to bring RJ back. I think his his plan was to bring RJ back in, but then that lineup just got it going and they cut the lead and they what they ended up going on a twenty one seven run to close the game basically. But either way, like it's just once they got it going, I was kind of like, okay, like that's fine. Like I mean, I, I thought it was weird that he pulled quickly when he did because it was finally like oh he made he made like i I actually think quickly realized his three is like obviously his three wasn't on at all but if you look both of his turnovers right were him trying to drive in and all of his field goals today were shots inside i think he's realized that like miami is not trying they're not going to send a lot of help at him so if he gets inside, he can score in like he can score pretty easily right. inside the arc. So I think that's actually a good thing that he recognized today. Wasn't great, obviously. It was not good today, but uh if he can take that kind of acknowledgement and then just stop trying to Euro step, please. Like stop trying 
you don't need to force hero steps. You don't need to like one where he put his elbow in Kyle Lowry's mouth. No, that was, was Vincent, like, uh, which was, was also Vincent, satisfying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, obviously, yeah, but I thought, that was a dangerous play that could have gone the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but either way, like I, I just thought. I, I didn't I when he got pulled I was like that's weird but I also didn't hate it because I was just like okay like that's sometimes like, just he, got, he got pulled after he made the two buckets right and yeah. then they brought him back in after the one well they brought him back in for a free throw possession yeah we had to inbound it though too yeah. right and they brought quickly back in for that which was really weird no that made sense because he's they were gonna, that was a foul situation yeah 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 so I I mean look I I'm not I, I thought that was it was a little bit weird to people than when he did, but I was fine with it. I thought it was a little bit weird. RJ didn't come back in, but also like while it was happening, I was like, they're going on a run. I probably wouldn't fuck with this either. Like the yeah. one, the one decision he made that I just really don't quite understand. It didn't burn us or anything, I guess, but was pulling Mitch or pu- pulling Hartenstein for Mitch at the very end. That was right. That was weird, but yeah. 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 I just, I, I think you have to rely more on Grimes and Hartenstein in this series. Like Robinson and Hart are great, and Hart made a bunch of hustle plays, but like you're gonna need more spacing out on the floor, and you're gonna need to make the um, get away from their base defense, which is his own against us. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's an argument for Hart starting at this point. I mean, I think everything he showed tonight is exactly why he shouldn't start. You know, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it just again, like I just can't understand why you want to fuck up like what was working like we know this was working all season like that basically the change of putting grimes in the starting lineup is what triggered us you know to was one of the reasons that we turned our season around so to go away now is just very odd like i i mean obviously when he was hurt i get it because you just have to make some choice there but now yeah, that he played like 25 minutes tonight, there's no reason why we couldn't have had him out the gate. Yeah. Yep. And I like that fit better for essentially what is our, you know, set the tone offense early on. Grimes is always going to be a better fit than Hart. If Hart closes over Grimes, that's one thing. But yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, at this point, it's probably better. I don't think Tibbs will do the change after winning a game. What do you think? Um, I'd be shocked. I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't really, I hope he does because I really think like, you're not, you're going to just lose, you're going to lose the series if you keep doing this. Um, and I actually, I was thinking about this, how like, this feels so much to me like that 2013 series against the Pacers where I will forever believe that we were the better team and that Woodson's decisions throughout with coaching were very problematic um, on top of Tyson Chandler being sick all the time. He's a fucking loser. Um, But like, I remember in that series, you remember we went big in like game four, was it restarted Kmart with Chandler? And it was like, why the fuck are we doing that? Uh, It was just a weird thing. And like, I can't shake, this feeling of like, well, why are we starting Hart with RJ? Like, there's enough evidence now that we can safely say that is not a particularly effective combination. Um, 
Well, and, like in and, Cleveland, we were like kicking ass for the last two games with that, which is fine, but we're not doing that now. But it wasn't even kicking ass that much. Like those, the minutes of RJ and Hart have just not actually been that good throughout the playoffs. And it's not, it's like the, the minutes we were winning were the minutes where they weren't together. Not, not to say that they either of them was bad individually, but like, they're better apart than they are together. You know, like, yeah, sure. There'll, there'll be random games where you can go to that. I'm sure. Right. Where it's just like yeah. working. Like there was that Denver game earlier this season where we closed to those guys and it worked. So that, it's obviously like, you know, you go by how the game is going. Right. Um, but you just got to. Uh, <laughs> this man, Sam Hinky just tweeted. I cannot. That's nasty. He tweeted the pursuit of happiness clip. Where the guy where Will where Will Smith is walking out into the crowd. Your MVP is accepting his award in street clothes. Who cares? Oh, oh my god. Also, why would you remind me about that 2013 series? That was unnecessary. I know. That was like I don't think anybody needed that. Like I don't need a Roy Hibber moment, please. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying that's that's the feeling I get though. I'm like you're 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 creating your own problems. You're creating your own problems. Yeah. Like it needs to be hard on RJ and it can't be bold. And I don't know why you would start hard over RJ given how well RJ's been playing. No, yeah. RJ again, like Swin said, I think best starter from the defensive end because Mitch never gave us a chance to even see what the fuck he was gonna do because he fouled the fuck up. But uh RJ's playing too well right now and hard is such an interchangeable piece. If there's going to be a change, I mean, and I just, I'm never willing to commit to that idea with tips. But if there is, obviously, Hart needs to go back to the bench. Also, hell, like, just do, if John Hart could just do this just off the bench, then, like, in benefit. But he can, and that's the problem. Yeah. Like, we know that he can. So, like, why is it so hard to make this leap? I don't know. I don't know, man. Tom Thibodeau is going to go down with the ship, and the ship is going to be falling because Tom Thibodeau wants it so well. That's kind of what I'm thinking from this. Like, if he lets himself get out coached to the degree that he's getting out coached in these last, um these first two games, like I tweeted about it earlier. I was just like, like you cannot let yourself get out coached like this. Give it the talent advantage that you have. You're not maximizing the talent right now. Meanwhile, Spo is running circles around you and maximizing guys like fucking Hayward Highsmith. Like, I was about to say Hayward Highsmith was making plays tonight. There's not a bigger testament to the deficiency between the two coaches. Yeah, like Hayward Highsmith making plays. I, I just I, again, like you can't tell me that like if we have Spolstra, this is a sweep for us. Like that's and I, I, like Tibbs doesn't need to win the coaching matchup because guess what? Nobody wins the coaching matchup against Spo. He's the, just the don't best. lose it. Yeah, no, just don't do stupid shit. That is like like I don't need him to be some genius schematic coach in the series, like cooking up amazing pivots like no just fucking don't do stupid shit like this is not that difficult like you don't like go you know that rotation that worked and we were like on a 60 win pace after the heart josh heart trade go do that stick to that and that's all you need to do you don't need to do a fucking damn thing else it's like crazy to me it, it is so bizarre to watch like i i just am so flabbergasted by it it's crazy yep like, it's just so unforced, and 
it makes everybody's job harder. And, like, I, I just do not – like, how do you walk away from this game feeling good about it? Like, you did you, you, like, you won a great job, but yeah. come on. Like, There's no way – I mean, the only person that should feel good about this game is it's Randall right. and Barrett. I wouldn't even say Hardenstein. Hardenstein? Yeah, fair enough. Hardenstein as well. I think Hard should feel fine about his game today. Like Hard, yeah. yeah, Hard played fine, given the circuit. Okay, yes, fine. Hard as well. Anybody else? Did Trevor Keels, should Trevor Keels feel good about his game tonight? I mean, Clinton Grimes played fine. Yeah, I mean, I would... Dude, Grimes, like... Why is he playing Hot Potato out there? That fucking pass? Why are you passing it to Mitch? Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, he, if you wanted to pass it, he had fucking Josh Hart wide open in the opposite corner. Instead, he tries to throw this ridiculous lob to Mitch. It's like, dude, they're trying to foul you. You really want to give it to your center who, like, shoots 47% from the free throw line? Get fucking real, dude. Like, grow a fucking pair and just hold on to the ball there if that's what it's going to be. Like, that was ridiculous. He just needs to be more... Like, I mean, I get it. This is his first playoffs. It's basically his first time really closing a playoff game. I guess second time, right? He closed game one against Cleveland. Um, so it's a big moment. I, I understand that. So I'm like, I get it. It's like, but in real time, I'm just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing right now? Um, but he, he's just got to play a little, with a little bit more confidence. There were a couple of times he was open and he just didn't do anything with the ball. Then he had to like, you know, fucking throw back out to Julius at the top of the key. So he, he's just got, he, and I think playing more will probably help him. So I'm pretty optimistic that he'll come around. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know what, some of the Grimes offensive decision making was very questionable, but uh, there's, you know, that that's kind of part of what you're going to get with the first year or second year player making his first playoff appearances, right? So um it is what it is. They just really need him to find. They need him and quickly really to find their strokes. I like. I liked. I I actually liked all the threes that quickly took today, which was like he has to take those shots. Um, he just got to make them. I mean, there's really to me like I don't know what else to really say other than that. Just like make threes. So that is what it is. And I, I and to actually I will say this to give Tim some credit. Um, I liked that when quickly was on today. He kind of forced him to be the creator, like the way they were using him. So that was good. Uh, and I actually, and, and also credit to Tibbs to start the game. I thought it was really good to see him, how much of the focus of the game plan was to get RJ and Randall going because like we talked about this on the pod and we talked about this on the rundown after the last game, it's the offense has been way, way too Brunson centric over the last three or four games. So, you know, shifting that back to a more normal split, normal distribution was good. So uh, I think he deserves credit for that. That was like a, a good adjustment, a necessary adjustment that needed to be made. And then, you know, look, it's the, the good part about that is what now Brunson's a lot more fresh in the second half and he can close the fucking game for you. Yeah. Like I think the way to describe the dynamic between Brunson and Randall is like checks and balances. I think if you let, if you let Randall do too much as a ball handler, then like, he gets sloppy. He makes really bad decisions. Like he's not going to be 2021 Randall, not in terms of his shooting, but like in terms of like his playmaking, his ability to facilitate. Like he's not putting up 17 assists to two turnovers like he did again in that game against the Magic. Like that's not happening. 
But at the same time with Brunson, it's like Brunson gets to the thing where like he thinks he's mini Luca and he kind of just tries to run heliocentric ball and he's not good enough of a passer to run heliocentric ball. So I think what Brunson does is Brunson is able to get the ball back for Randall and put him in better spots. And Randall's able to take the ball for Brunson and make it so that Brunson has to do stuff off ball and he has to be able to like make those extra passes to Randall because Randall commands that gravity. So checks and balances, I feel like they fit well together. And yeah, that's all you need them to do. Just do do the little things. All right. Uh RJ's mental makeup is insane. After a down red season to come out and play like this on the biggest state of twenty two is crazy. Yeah, I think RJ played a really, really good game. Um five threes! Five threes! Oh my god, the flood has ended. Great day. Um yeah, he, he was big. He was big time. Uh, I liked all of his minutes, honestly. Like, the one play that I hated was, like, when he got the offensive rebound, he tried to go for that putback over three dudes. That made no sense to me. But otherwise, like, I liked all of his minutes. I liked the way he played. I liked how simple his shot chart was, realistically. It was just to the rim. And if it wasn't to the rim, it was off threes. He had that one, like step back um mid-range shot that just clanked and that should not be happening but otherwise like good game all around from him like can't really complain about rj if he can hit threes it changes the dynamic of the team drastically so yeah i mean if rj plays the way he has in this in the in the playoffs i really have pretty much no interest in making any significant changes this offseason um Agree. Yeah, like, I think maybe the one thing you do is move Obi, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I like the more I think about this and the more the way they've operated, I could totally just see them being like, no, we kind of like Obi. We'll just keep him around. We'll figure it out later when there's a move He's we a really like. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think they'll just trade Obi to like, like, because they think they should, like, they need to trade him. You know, I, I don't think they'll do that. I think if they can't get something legitimately good for Obi, they're way more likely to just hold on to him and give him a contract and figure it out later or something. Like, I just, that's just kind of how they've operated, right? Like, they keep guys they like, they figure it out as they go on. And that would make some sense to me. Um, but Obi should probably play defense better than he played tonight. That would be nice. This was, like, his worst defensive game in a long time, though, to be fair. Yeah. It was, like, really, really bad. Since, like, like, before the leg break. What's up? Drew Hanlon. Oh, Drew Hill. Oh, credit where it's due. Drew, Joel Embiid won MVP and RJ Barrett said, what about me? Save me a spot. Chill. Uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, we're not going to talk Obi. Um, I don't really want to talk Obi. Scary. He had an awful stretch, and it was, I, like, yeah. bad. It was, like, rookie Obi. He was just way, like, he's flying all over the place, which is a good thing, but he's jumping at random, like, every pump fake. And he was just like none of his rotations made any sense. There was that one in the in the first half, right, where he's like, just his man cuts baseline, completely lost him. Then he recovers late, jumps in the air, and then he gives up an and yeah. one. It's like, dude, if you're gonna foul him, at least just fucking foul yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Huh. <sighs> 
Whatever. We win the game. A win is a win. Down bad. Taking the next one the series. Yes, yeah. if they don't play like idiots and Tom Thibodeau doesn't coach like an idiot. The Knicks will beat themselves if they if they lose the series. Like I don't think I think there's too much of a talent gap. There's too much of a talent gap, and again, if we were to run down the top ten players in the series, the Knicks have at minimum six and probably seven. But that's like, my thing when I talk about. I tweeted tonight like we're the better team, and everybody freaked the fuck out. Like no, we are the better team. Number I, one, I said it this morning, and people were like. Oh, suppose the best coach in the league. How are you gonna get mad at Tom Thibodeau lose? Dude, Tom Thibodeau has the better team. If he loses due to coaching, that's an indictment on Tom Thibodeau. Because now it comes down to it doesn't matter how talented your team is, he's just going to lose you games. To Schwinn's like, end, this is a sweep, but Spolstra at the helm. Like, you can get mad at Boonhogan losing that series in five, but like at least he has the as the excuse of like, okay, Yadis didn't play. And Chris Middleton's got one knee. And Drew Holiday is Drew Holiday in the playoffs. Five for 23. Exactly. And, like, you can at least say Jimmy Butler had to go supernova to give that team even a shot. Like, he had to average 38 in the playoff series on, like, 65 true shooting, which is insane. If we lose and Jimmy Butler's putting up, like, 25, 27 PPG, sorry, that's horrible. That's horrible. That means that you let their you let their role players win, and the whole point of this team was depth. So if their depth is beating you, that looks bad on you. Their shooting was obviously where it was tonight, but I really didn't love like that we didn't capitalize on Bam being the clear cut, you know, route for them offensively in every fucking facet and every set. Also, Bam like is going to be a non-factor offensively in the series. I'm convinced. Like, we just didn't abuse him the way we should have. I thought Tibbs would see, like, the obvious opportunity there to kind of just lock him up and make everyone else work for it. Yeah, like, Bam doesn't want to shoot. Bam does not want to shoot. Like, the fact that Gabe Vincent, Max Strews, Caleb Martins all took more shots than him, like, shows you, like, Bam is not going to, going to be torching you offensively this game. Like, he it's has seven play throws, and, like, it's- Ten shots as their best player on the floor. He took ten shots. Like that, that guy offensively not giving you anything. Like and defensively, like he's okay. Like I wasn't feeling Bam Adebayo's DPOY defense. Apparently, like Julius Randle had his way with them, real realistically. So outside of moving screens, what did you think of Bam Schwinn? Adris, uh, <laughs> fuck you. I, I don't know, man. I, I I'm so unimpressed with him most of the time like i didn't i don't know like maybe maybe i just maybe i'm missing something like i don't know um but i felt like man you don't have fucking jimmy i feel like he did not do enough today um but they i mean they ran a really weird offensive game plan they used him a lot more as a screener and a passer role as a role man so maybe that was part of it but like how many points did he even have today? 15 or something? 15, 16 points? 15. Yeah, I mean, you'd think he'd put up more shots with Jimmy out. That was pretty weird, I thought. Um, Tyrese, I like this comment from Nick's tape at 11.04. That's an excellent comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he 
yeah, that makes sense. That is uh, excellent. That is excellent. Yeah, just like disappointing, overpaid big dudes who like should be way more than they are, but are not. And especially in Bam's case, like he just cries about not being defensive player of the year and then like don't have eggs and it's like, dude, who cares? Like Bam has been garbage and he's gonna blame it on this stupid hamstring issue that like is not that much of an issue. And I'm just not you know, he's not a threat. I'm sorry, I, I don't think he's a threat. He requires so much from his ball handlers, and it just kind of feels like if Jimmy is gonna be going off like this, then I don't know. It, like, I just think the Knicks should be able to win this series, like, in six, because they're the better team. If Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent are your second and third options, you should not be losing this series. And if you do lose this series, again, that is coaching. Okay. Tyrese, I think this is when you pull comments up, dude. I have been pulling up comments. <laughs> Dominating just to get something to the bench every time out. Uh, do all of you use press Zoom? Um, no. Secret. Yes. We're not even on Zoom. We're, we're on streaming lives. <laughs> Miami's role play streak go before the game. Dude, I'm telling you, they do some kind of satanic rituals in South Beach. Because there's no way that dudes off the bench should be giving me this kind of production in a playoff series. What did Gabe Vincent shoot in the fourth quarter? I feel like he just – that was a heater. He had 13 points in the fourth quarter. Gabe Vincent? Yes. Yeah, I, I, shoot, some of those threes he was making were such bullshit too. Like, what the fuck? That one he made over Hartenstein was ridiculous. Uh, he had that one th- – th- there was that one was – was that in the third quarter or the fourth quarter where, like, Randall got switched on to him? And then for some reason, Randall just decided that he was, like – he, like, didn't – stay awake at all on defense. He just pat his hands down. It's kind of like chilling. And Vincent was just like, okay, I guess I'll just shoot this now. Like it, it, he drained that. Uh, that was a really weird one. Um, Yeah. I mean, there were just some fucking really bizarre defensive sequences, not just from not Randall specifically, just in general. Uh, there were a lot of weird defensive brain farts that one at the end of the first half drove me fucking nuts dude i was heated that was was... so like again brunson was awesome in the third and fourth quarter offensively his defense today was an abomination like his and it was terrible in the first game too I, i don't i don't expect him to be a lockdown defender i need you to not make stupid mistakes like you know you're first of all you're fucking 5'10 can we stop having him like help on drives? What is he gonna do? What is Jalen Jalen Brunson gonna affect when Why somebody's was driving? He guarding the Duncan Robinson in the third quarter. I have no idea. That, that was that's a good Where, question. Notably, Robinson I think had two three pointers. <laughs> I mean, he got Robinson got wide open on one because Obi. I don't know what he was doing. He like was under a screen. No, actually, no. That was the Brunson one. I think Brunson. And yeah, Brunson was in the paint, and he was like yelling at somebody. I'm like, dude, that's your man. Like, go defend somebody, anybody. Um, yeah, it was it was a very weird, um, very very weird stretch for him. Yeah, but offense, he put the he put ball in hoop, so you'll take it, I guess. It was nice to see him have a heater stretch. 
I really never thought I would see a fly game stretch from RJ that he had averaged 24-6-3 on 62 shoe shooting and solid defense at the regular season he had. True. Which really makes me upset that, like, this wasn't here for 1-3-82, but, like, better late than ever. Like, I, I just kind of feel like long-term, but all three of those guys can give you the kind of production that, like, I'm not really interested in the trades. You tell OJ to just stay across the border. That's why I had 2K. Great commentary, guys. Thanks. I don't know what you want us to say when you just say things. I don't know, man. Talking. You've hosted this before, host. I haven't hosted this before. Okay, well, fucking learn, pal. Can't just depend on Sam to carry you all the time. Right? Sam makes the show sick. Uh, let's talk about it quickly, our son. What's going on? I think he missed three today. That's it. That's what happened. I think he played better today. I do think he's been like picking up his dribble a decent amount. I do feel like he hasn't been as sharp with his decision making, but ultimately, I do feel like he's playing. Like he played fine today. He didn't pick up his dribble today. That was actually yeah, he didn't. Like that's the one thing. I he didn't no, I'm saying like do I like the playoff run? So yeah, that, that's why. Run. That's why I'm like actually encouraged by this game today. While I don't think he had a good game, I think there were good signs there. Um, he put the ball on the deck four or five, six times, and got himself good offense. Um, he but, got good shots inside the arc. So the two turnovers I'm fine with. That seems like he's got to realize that maybe they're sitting on the Euro step. Uh, I and also understand Tiz's relationship real quickly. I don't know if I ever will. I know he wasn't hitting threes, and I guess, but like, I thought we were past him getting the OB treatment, where it's like, if you don't make threes, get off the floor. It's Josh Hart. It's, again, it, like, it's Josh Hart. Yeah. He's got a way to be like, I'm I'm like actually very, very worried about this now because if he just can't like I'm sorry, but you can't just not and it's not just quickly. It's all these like Grimes gets affected by this, RJ gets affected by this. Like these guys, you can't not you you cannot just like cut all their minutes to accommodate your desire to play Josh Hart forty fucking how many minutes did Josh Hart play today? Thirty two. He only played thirty two? Wow, that's amazing because it felt like he was out there for like 70 minutes. Because in the first half, he got benched for however long because it just was not working. Yeah, he was not good in the first. He he also was just not good. In so the first. he figured it out, and then somehow he was just like, you know what? Nah. The thing that drives me nuts, too, is he le- he didn't make a sub until like seven and a half minutes into the, in the into the third quarter. Like what, are, like, what are you watching? Like, can you just... Like we all see you. I know he sees it too. Like, how can you not see that? It's not like just put make a fucking sub, dude. It's not gonna kill you. And meanwhile, you've got Spolstra. Like he's already made like six subs in the quarter. Like it's just so insane to watch the discrepancy between Tibbs and some of these things and, and Spolstra. But yeah, I'm again like the, like this quickly thing is this conversation is so weird. Like if he didn't have a good season, I would probably understand this. Right. But like he had a good season. And now the discussion is also like, oh, he's just been terrible all playoffs, which I also don't get. Like, I'm like, he played well in a few games against Cleveland. Like, I, he hasn't been consistent. That's for sure. He, he has not been able to kind of find any rhythm. It doesn't feel like even when he, like, he have a good game and then he can't put it together with a second consecutive good game. So I get that. But like, I don't really, I think that conversation with him and with the Grimes where it's like, oh, is he ever going to make a three again? And it's like, 
is that really how we're going to discuss basketball in 2023? Where it's like, oh, well, he didn't make a three. Why is he even out there? It's like, well, I don't know. I guess we saw today why he's out there, uh, even when he doesn't make threes sometimes. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think we are we should be pretty happy. Oh, if anything, the oh, fact that okay. yeah, like like Randall struggled for a while too, um, and then today he got his shit back. Like, I, I'm not watching. Like, I'll put it this way: I would feel very differently if I was watching quickly and I thought he's choking. Like, I'm watching quickly and I feel like he's missing shots. And I thought before this game was actually, again, this was the first game uh, all since game one, probably the playoffs where I thought Tibbs actually put an onus on him to create shots. I think it was a good adjustment. I think it's probably going to help quickly. Talking about quickly? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, too, yeah, yeah I, I think that's a, that was a good adjustment for Tibbs. And I think that probably will help quickly and it'll help the team too. Um, it, it should help him get into a rhythm. So that, that was good. And uh, in general, I actually thought, the offensive strategy today overall um, from start to finish was pretty solid. It just, the spacing stuff with heart is just so weird that like, I don't really know what to do with that. Yeah. Um, similar questions. Is, jo- is the Josh Hart of getting to Alec Burke's territory or was it worse? It's getting into like Luol Deng territory. Nah, it's not even the same. Like, I know we're in the playoffs and whatnot, but, like, Josh Hart at least, like, we have an empirical amount of data that he makes this team better. Everything's going to be matchup-based, but at least Josh Hart is, like, would be a role player on so many other teams in the NBA. Alec Burks, I don't know if I can say the same. Like, at least not to the same degree where he would get Alec Burks is a 14 PPG 62 shooting wing. He will have playoffs. He was fine in the playoffs. He just, eh. I mean, he had one good game in the playoffs. I was gonna say, yeah, like, yeah, like the entire team had like one good game in the playoffs. So, though his good game was a game we didn't win, so he should have won that game anyway. Yeah, yeah I, it's, I mean, I think Bur- Brooks was good for us. So, again, this is just like one of those things where he's a good player. Rashard's a really good player, but you don't need to treat him like Michael Jordan. Like it's okay if Josh Hart comes off the bench because that's what he was brought here to do. Like, I don't, again, I just don't really know why we need to reinvent the wheel when what we were doing was working well. well. Yeah. I I just don't get it. And I think there's trickle down effects on the rest of the roster, starters and bench guys. Um, You know, it's hard to parse through all that, but like, I mean, shit, you went from having like, like Josh Hart, helped your bench be super productive even more productive than it was uh and on top of that like you don't need like what do you have him in the starting lineup for right oh his defense okay well grimes plays good defense like grimes plays good defense so you don't need josh hart out there for that grimes gives you spacing josh hart doesn't give you that spacing do you really need hearts like secondary playmaking significantly in that starting lineup. Josh Hart doesn't give you shooters gravity, but he still gives yeah. you spacing, as is evident by tonight. I don't think that's accurate. I think if you if you don't give if you don't create space, then how are you giving spacing? But, <laughs> uh, but like I, I think, like it, it just makes sense. And then what Hart does actually el- helps elevate the second unit too. So it just. 
to me, you're not getting the benefit. There's no real significant benefit you're getting from starting Heart. And then you're also muting the impact of when your reserves come in. So I, I don't really get that. I, to me, it's just it's a very strange decision. Yep. Again, that's his muse. This is Tibbs doing what he does, which is obsess. Southampton looking for Archie Barrett healthy down the stretch, but it was both the way the defense was unfolding. The Knicks want to get a different matchup. Like at this point, he's kind of just like getting to the conclusion that oh, Grimes should be on the court with one of Josh Hart or RJ Barrett. Maybe you should just have a lineup like that most of the time, if not all of the time, and maybe they should start the game, and maybe you should call it something like a starting lineup. I don't know, man. What do I know? Why didn't somebody ask him if RJ, like, was there any oh, indication that RJ was not healthy? Like, what the fuck kind of question is that? Weird. Yeah. Oh, confirmed RJ. Was anybody worried that RJ wasn't healthy? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I mean, if he was, it's fine. As long as he doesn't cry about it. Just give us 30 next game, dude. It's cool. Uh, I love that Melo was in the building. Schwinn probably hated it, but it was nice. We almost choked it like Melo would do back in the day. See, Jalen Brunson was able to get it done, and Melo wasn't able to. Good on him. All right, we don't play until Saturday. Everybody's going to play. Did we win one in Miami, yes or no? We win one in Miami, but, like, how we win it, I'm not sure. Like, Jimmy Butler's still good. Everything I, think, I think Jimmy Butler's more compromised than they're letting on. Like, I think if he plays as a game-time decision, and, like, even if he does play, I don't think he's going off for more than, like, 22. Like, his game involves a lot of, like, cutting and movement and absorbing contact, and he's going to have to take punishment on that ankle. And he isn't going to be able to do much as a jump shooter. So, like, I guess he is winning game three, losing game four, and then getting home court advantage for game five. That's kind of where I'm at. I think if you ask me, I would say we probably win game three. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like game three is probably the game we win, and then game four... Mostly because I don't trust Tibbs to adjust to anything, ever. Yeah. If we win both games in Miami, though, the series is over. Well, yeah. The biggest thing is we're just not going down there to 0-2, because that would have been a wrap. With a yeah. yeah, I don't think we're going to go down to 0-2. I feel like game three especially, like Saturday night, like I expect there to be a lot of mixed fans there. That might be that may be a sizable crowd of Knicks fans. Jalen Brunson's the first Knicks to have a 30-point game at Madison Square Garden in the playoffs since Carmelo Anthony in 2013. Yes. Good for Jalen Brunson. Good for him. It was an ugly 30 ball at moments. It wasn't even an ugly 30, but offensively it wasn't ugly. Defensively it was ugly, but like it was a, that was an efficient and ethical 30 ball. Uh, all right. 
just we'll just end it here. Well, why are we ending it here? I don't. We're just host the fucking show, Tyrese. Get off Twitter. Oh my god. Well, we see you. We know you're on Twitter because oh we're my on. God. But it doesn't matter because we're not hosting. Okay, fine. All right, fine. RJ and Hot Shark, 7 of 13 from 3 tonight, and we barely beat Miami. So I need to tell Tibbs that three point shooting tonight was an anomaly. I don't know if it was an anomaly, much of it was just like. Like, I don't think that's much of an anomaly. I mean, like, they were leaving us wide open. At some point, guys are going to hit shots. Yeah, at some point, you're going to, like, it's, you're going to hit shots and you're going to be able to take advantage of that. Like, RJ hit five threes tonight, but, like, maybe next game, Quinn Grimes hit shots. I feel like Emmanuel quickly might hit shots as well. Like, I think our variance in shots is much more um, wide than their variance because, like, Gabe Vincent went 4 12. Duncan Robinson went 3 of 8. Max Drews went 3 of 7. Caleb Martin went 4 of 8, dude. Like, so I kind of feel like we have more ways to get our threes. Um, I'm also just not sure that we've shot like crap the entire playoffs. At some point, we're going to have positive regression. Um, so maybe that, some of that was tonight. Like, I don't know. I don't really. I mean, if positive anomalies can be both positive and negative. So like you, it can't just be that when it, something is outlier good, that it's like, well, this is an anomaly. You can't depend on it. But when it's outlier bad, we're like, everything sucks. We're terrible. Everybody's terrible. Quickly's awful. RJ will never make another three again. Randall sucks. Like Trey Brunson. Yeah. Like it's just guys, like guys are going to make threes eventually. I mean, Brunson. Yeah. This is Brunson was shooting 23% from three before today. I was expecting he would shoot well eventually. I was actually looking at this because I was curious. Uh, like when Toronto won the championship a few years ago, I remember Fred Van Vliet was like awful for the first seven or eight games of the playoffs. And then they play, and then he like started hitting threes all of a sudden. And it was just like, oh yeah, like that's what happens. Like guys will start making threes probably if they have track records of making threes. Like, We've seen this with Grimes this season. We've seen this quickly this season. We've seen the various players where it's like over the long haul, you'd expect guys to shoot probably close to their percentages. Um, And the shots we were missing were not bad shots. They were good shots. It's not like we're, you know, it's not like it was a bunch of off the dribble threes, right? So I still feel pretty, I don't think this was an anomaly. I think what you could say specifically might be an anomaly is, uh, you know, yes, is RJ Barrett going to go? Five, you know, five of nine from three. Is Brunson going to go six of ten? Is Hart going to go two for four? Probably not. Probably not. But as a team, to go 16 of 40 for a game, like, I don't think that's that crazy, you know? I mean, if you missed one, yeah, and if we missed one more, if we missed one more three, it would have been, what, 37 and a half percent or something? Like, is that really that outrageous that we would have one (laughs) decent shooting game from three? I don't think so. I think an anomaly is more like, did you shoot? 45%, 50% 45%, 50% from three. I mean, Miami's entire first round series was a fucking shooting anomaly. So, yeah. If anything, I, I would say that we're, we've weathered a storm a little bit. Um, and man, like, I know this was a very ugly game. And, you know, it's, it's one of those weird ones, but like, these games are just weird, man. Fucking Boston lost yesterday to the Sixers without MB. Like, what the fuck? You know, I mean, Boston also sucks. So yeah, hard. I mean, they also had their entire team. I don't think Boston sucks. Get it? Come on, curl up. Um, but like, they they had their entire team and they lost to 
to the Sixers without Embiid. Like these games are weird. Uh, I do think the Knicks kind of felt the pressure at times tonight because, yeah, they. I mean, I, I think Randall said something in this post game echoing this, but like, yeah, they didn't have Jimmy. They could just play free. You know, there was no pressure on them. There was no. There was nothing for them to lose. It was all on. It was all for the Knicks to lose today. Um, they got it done in the end, and you know they won by six points. wasn't beautiful. wasn't pretty how they got there. God knows that Julius Randle wanted to make it interesting down the stretch, but um, yeah, I mean, look, they they got it done, and and I, if anything, I'm encouraged because you needed to see Julius Randle have a big game like he had today: twenty five points, twelve rebounds, eight assists, only three turnovers. That was good. Obviously, Brunson getting his three point shooting down was good to see. Uh, Hart near triple double, weird way to get it, but he did nearly get a triple double. Uh, RJ, you know, 24 points, 17 shots, five and nine from three. You want the bench to be better, but like, you know, Grimes had a good impact when he was in the, on the floor, right? And Hartenstein was awesome when he was on the floor. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not going to say I feel great going into game three or four. I mean, um, but I feel good that about certain things that we saw tonight. I'm really just mostly will feel a lot better. Yeah, I'm. It. I'm mostly just concerned about how Tibbs is setting up the rotations more than anything else. Uh, that's that's my primary concern because I think if we go back to the shit that was working really well, uh, we'll be fine. So uh, Brunson's defensive struggles. We still played nine guys. I sincerely think there were moments where McBride probably could have gotten tagged in. I don't understand why Brunson is playing 41 minutes off of a sore ankle or 40 minutes off a sore ankle. I kind of just feel like quickly played nine minutes tonight. Yeah, he played five in the first half, four in the second. And I'm kind of just like, why? What is this disparity for? Maybe tonight specifically it's more quickly, but McBride looked fine in the – fucking Cleveland series. Like, he looked good. Yeah, like, I, I think, he, I think especially when it's Gabe, Vincent, and Kyle Lowry, like, I feel that like that's a series to use McBride in because you're not thinking, you're not thinking about, like, star guards. That's what I'm saying. And throw an unknown quantity, maybe not, like, completely unknown, but something different at Spolstra and, like, Miami when we get there, like, that would be nice. I think you just need a game breaker at some points, and Tibbs has some wild cards, and I kind of feel like he can use them, but he just refuses to use them. Evan Fournier, could we see him in game four? No. Who knows? I hope not. He's ready if needed. Uh, he, get unready. Like, I don't even want him in warm-ups, dude. If I have to watch Evan Fournier play minutes that are not garbage time, like, I'm going to puke. Evan Fournier is not playing. Thank you. a joke. Gosh. Make it funnier. That's fair. Deuce could probably thwart the moving screens. I kind of just feel like Deuce would... Deuce had the Jalen's not doing. Yeah, like, yeah, honestly, play Deuce and if you're gonna like do two ball and things, like you might like, and if you don't trust quickly right now, why not just play Brunson and Deuce together for like a stretch, even like a three minute stretch? Just no, just, of- this is stupid. Like he shouldn't do that either. If he doesn't trust quickly right now, that that's his fucking problem. Like we're not, we're really, we're gonna fucking start benching guys as we're about to go into an offseason where he can be extended. No, get the fuck out of here with that. I'm not saying bench him. But then what do we then who like why we don't need to play Deuce? He just needs to like not be fucking this insane with his minutes. Like you can play. He's again now decided that quickly and Brunson can't play together. 
look at the fucking midgets they're running out there today. Vincent, fucking, you know, Caleb Martin is not exactly the biggest dude in the world. You can get away with playing your fucking lineup that was awesome all regular season. You're allowed to do that in the post postseason too. I don't, I don't really get the this like aversion to to doing things that were working well in the regular season in the playoffs at all. You know, like it's just wild to me to see some of these weird decisions he's making. The team is good enough that you can get away with it at times, but like, man, I, I don't even like I'm not even that upset about Quickly's minutes night. Like I, I kind of understand it, but. I, I like Brunson playing 39 minutes. There's got it. Like, you know how you could avoid that? Even if you don't really trust quickly right now, bring him in sooner when Randall and RJ are in the game. So you don't, guess what? You don't have to run your offense so quickly. You don't need quickly to be some dynamic drive and kick player or something in that scenario. You can still run the offense through them and you're going to give Brunson some rest. And then Brunson can come back in and help fucking lift your bench unit too. If you want, like, this is not rocket science. He doesn't have to like treat this like he played the fucking he played RJ Randall Brunson the entire third quarter. The entire third quarter. And I don't think RJ came out at the start of or the fourth quarter, right? He was on the floor. No, he, he's essentially been playing like two like 16 minute stretches. Yeah, like this is just stupid. You don't need to fucking do this shit. And honestly, it's if if you trust if you only trust your starters that much. Why are you are you ever having stretches where like none of them are on the floor? Like it just this stuff is not hard, and and it's more frustrating because he figured it out in the regular season, and we were all like, "Wow, this is great." Tibbs is like really learned; he's adapted, and all of a sudden, you know, we have a couple injuries, and now his brain is broken again. Like, come on, man! Like, you why why are we doing this? Just go back to the fucking shit that was working, and then it's so much easier. It it if you go back to how you know starting grime part of the it is so much easier at that point to then adjust during the course of a game. But the way he's doing it now is just so ass backwards. I can't, I just can't wrap my brain around it. It's so mind boggling to me to watch some of this. Um, and like, again, on the other end, you have Spolstra, who's the best coach in the league. You don't need to give him the, you can't afford to give him any margins. You can't afford to give him any margins. Um, it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I think Tibbs has just broken my brain to answer your question. Yeah, I just do not understand why you're trying to put yourself on Naple. And just to your point, that third quarter, yeah, Brunson, Julius, RJ all played. Josh Hart played nine minutes in that third quarter as well. I think the first stub was Hartenstein for Mitch. So it's like, what are you doing there? And I think it's good to pick up his fourth foul. So, and if Mitch didn't pick up the fourth round, he might have ran, like, maybe three other dudes. Um, he probably would have ran Josh Hart, like, another 12. Like, I, I cannot understand why his rotations are so rigid. And it's, you're just playing shifts. Like, we're back to, like, the whole shift thing again. And it's like, you're doing it with nine guys. How are you playing shifts with nine guys? It's just... I, I really don't, I, it's weird. Like I, I don't, I don't personally feel this was some like disastrous coaching performance from Tibbs, but the way he's starting the game is like the fundamental issue. So he's already like 
it's really hard to figure out how I feel about his coach. I mean, wasn't great. He figured it out in the fourth quarter, I guess. So credit to him. But like, I just, again, you can't fuck around like this against uh, Eric Spolster. Like the guy is the best coach in the league. He wins the margins. Like you can't afford to punt things that are entirely under your control. This is not a tactical thing. This is not adjusting to some genius, you know, coaching maneuver by, by Spolstra. This is literally about just play the fucking rotations and lineups that were crushing teams. Literally, we're crushing teams. Just do that. You don't need to do much more than that. It's okay. Crushing this team, even. Yeah. Crush this team. Crush the Celtics. You know? It, it, crush the Cavs. It's just, uh, it's, I don't know. It's really, really weird to me. The other weird thing, too, is like, people are like, oh, like game three, right? Grimes gets hurt in that game. We blew that game open before Grimes got hurt. So, like, it's not like it was a tight game. Josh Hart comes in, and then all of a sudden we take off. No, like we had already blown the game open when Grimes got hurt. So you don't need to like pretending like he wasn't part of that. It's kind of like what it feels like, right? With the decisions he's making, it almost feels like Grimes has to earn. Like this, it just feels like Grimes and quickly now all of a sudden are having to earn his trust again. And I just, I, I just don't, I don't get that at all. I just don't. Sorry. Like, that's my you point. Can you imagine if Gabe Vincent shorter, which is weird when he was our third best player to close the season? If if Gabe Vincent was on, like, you can't tell me Gabe Vincent would play would be playing with the type of confidence he is right now, or have the leash he does. It, it just wouldn't happen. So it's just weird to me. Like, and we know that Tibbs has depended on quickly before too. So it's like, I don't know. I, I just I can't even like tried to wrap my brain around some of the stuff with the, it's all like Josh Hart related too. And it's so weird. Cause I love Josh Hart, but then I'm like, why are you using him and depending on him the way you are, please stop doing that. I, I'm telling you, like it kind of just feels like you have to choose between Josh Hart and RJ Barrett at some point, And it sucks that that's actually a possibility. No, that, that's that's not, that's, that's like, this is stupid. Like this is that. No, that's not how you should. That they don't need to make a choice. If no, I'm saying. I'm saying when Tibbs is coaching, it kind of feels like he's choosing between. Then, then he shouldn't be coaching. Like if if that is how all of a sudden the organization has to start thinking, then they should actually be like, well, I guess as good a job as Tibbs has done this year, he's not the guy long term. Like, I, and I'm not even saying that's the like. I don't really care to t- discuss that right now because we're in the middle of a playoff series. But you can't like some these decisions he's making are so. Inane. I mean, even the Mitch thing today was weird, where it's like, Harnstein's crushing it. Why are you bringing Mitch back into this game? And I think they both had five fouls at that point, so it's not like that was much of a fucking factor in the, in the Mitch had four, I think. Whatever. Okay, either way, like, there's three minutes left in the game. I don't give a shit how many fouls Harnstein had at that point. Just fucking close them. The guy was incredible. Um, you know, he's fucking flying around on the floor, getting... How, there was that one possession where it felt like he got three offensive rebounds. He was everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he was just a beast, and and like, but that's what I'm saying. Like in game one, he brings Mitch back. There was a there was actually the funniest thing actually happened today in this game. In the second quarter, Miami went like all zone, right? So he wasn't happy with quickly pulls him. Fine, don't mind that. Brunson comes back in. Brunson can shoot. It's not like you're, you know, fucking yourself over in terms of spacing. Then he pulled. Obi for Randall, which again, fine. Right, Obi was terrible tonight. I have zero issue with that. 
Then he took Grimes out for Hart, and RJ was in, and then he put Mitch in. And I'm like, this is your plan to attack zone. This is the lineup. Like, yeah, this is this is the lineup we're going with. It's just like there's no way that makes any sense. And they had figured out how to beat zones this year with like different lineups. So it's again, it, it just feels like he's now gone back on some of the stuff that we were giving him a lot of credit for. So again, ultimately, end of the day, I think he did pull the you know he did make the right calls down the stretch. So you got to give him credit for that. But I don't even know if we needed to be in that. If I don't even know, if, I don't think we're in that position. If if he just goes back to the rotations we had coming into the playoffs, just in terms of, you know, starting lineup and bench, it doesn't mean like if he, if he wants to play hard 35 minutes and cut Grimes minutes, so be it. That's fine. I can live with that. But your starting point, you know, how you're using these guys should be exactly what it was in the regular season. Uh, y'all think we might see more Randall the five or was that just a one-time thing? One-time thing. That, that lineup actually killed and he, we never, there was, I guarantee there's not a second in the second half where Tibbs thought we should try Considered that. Considered it. Yeah. yeah, not not at all. There's no. And that's like, what I told Kenneth when I was talking to him at halftime about like the Heat, the next time he's a Heat fan. I told him, I said, Tibbs will run Hardenstein and Robinson into six fouls each before he goes back to Randall at the five, despite if, the results that we got in the first half. If Jericho was healthy, Jericho would have played. He wouldn't have gone into Randall at the five. Got a Jericho Sims. Poor Jericho. Jericho jump man. One one labrum Jericho. Um Yeah, he, he's not gonna do that. It's like if Tim's continue with Hart, I'm assuming he has to consider playing small ball with Randall at the five so we can get Grimes in there or IQ if he's in shots. I mean, I agree. I, I see like where I'm at with this is I actually don't care that Randall the five isn't like a significant part of our game plan or arsenal, whatever. I don't think we have the wings for it realistically. Like if you had a wing, like if you could play like shooter, shooter, heart, wing, Randall, I feel like it works, but we don't have the wings to make it work. Well, and I'm I'm, I'm just fine with that in general because I get like not trusting Randall the five <laughs> defensively. I get all that. But it, it it's just like it, it's just funny to me that you would see like Miami will have like lineups where love is at the five. You could probably try Randall out in those, in those looks there. Like you could probably give it a shot there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's also funny cause he's talked about like, Oh, Hart can play the four and we can yeah. use Hart at the four, but only literally the only time he plays Hart at the four is when Randall is out or OB is out. He never does it like as a, thing like it's not like oh i want to i want to give hearts a minute to the four here because today honestly i thought obi was so bad like if you wanted to just cut it to eight eight man and and not play obi in the second half i'd have been fine with that yeah i would have been fine with that and i would i think we've seen heart is good at the four and heart's just good right so it's like he just makes shit happen so it's just one of those things if only had cam reddish i agree uh, we are experiencing coaching regression from Tibbs. I think that's fair to say. I disagree because Tibbs found his way by the end of the game. But, like, the fact that he is essentially punting the first and third quarter is, again, kind of an issue that we suffered with 
the last two years with it where it's like, why is Alfred Payton starting or why is Alec Burke starting? And it kind of feels like we're back in that hole again. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well. Carl Anthony Towns. I think that would fix it. No. No. I, I, yeah. I don't think it'll fix that at all. I think Carl Anthony Towns should stay where he's at. I think he likes Minnesota weather. Him and Jordan Woods can stay there. Sheesh. Uh, that was the lineup that got us those back-to-back G3s before halftime. Yep. Like, they essentially entered out and gave Julius, like, clear lane to the score, and it's like, maybe make the game easier for the guy coming off of an ankle sprain and his second ankle sprain in a month at that. Right. So. I was really just encouraged by Randall overall tonight. Mostly the shooting, but uh, the way he moved in the paint, you can tell. He's laboring. Yeah, but he's also close, I think. Yeah. Like he went up for that that first, um, like that first layup off the glass, where like he landed and it kind of felt like he was grimacing a bit. Um, but I think as the game started to go on, I feel like he was able to settle in nicely. I think by Saturday he'll be like good enough. I think this game was kind of like a, oh, I'm playing and like I haven't had my conditioning all playoffs long and I'm still like trying to get my rhythm back. I think by Saturday he'll be okay. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. He looks fine. I'm not worried about Randall. Yeah. yeah. And if he can play like that, then like... I, I think him and Brunson will be fine by Saturday. By Saturday. That's my thing. Yeah. I think Butler's the bigger concern, which is better for us. And Drew Pito, like, I'm still not convinced that he plays Saturday. Like, I think he'll give it a go, but, like, I'm not sure. He'll, like, I think he, he'll probably be more compromised than, like, for understanding. Butler's playing Saturday. He's playing Saturday, but, like... He's not going to be playing if I, if you get what I'm saying. Like he's not really going to be able to like do much on that ankle. I think that ankle is a lot more banged up than they're letting on. No, he was walking without a limp in MSG today. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, how many minutes would Tibbs play Dylan Brooks if he was on the roster? I think Tibbs would really love Dylan Brooks. So let's not sign him. That'd be great. Also, have you seen fucking Tim shake his hand? Yes. Dude, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had that feeling before too. Dude, like <laughs> I literally could not stop watching Tim's of the Silent and watch to see if he starts shaking his hand. It's probably a tick, but like holy crap, it's so funny. And every time Jimmy's like handling the ball, you just see Tim's going like this. It's so great. Oh. Thank you for Jeff T for that fucking, that fucking video. And now I'm just watching Tim shake his hand on the sideline to see how many times he does it. Congrats on the sex. I don't have any. I bet Julius is less than 90% by Saturday. Yeah, I can see that. I don't really understand the point of that message. I feel like he, I, I really, I don't know, maybe I need to rewatch it because I thought he was moving fine today. Yeah. I feel like he was moving by, but he was grimacing, like noticeably grimacing. I he just grimaces all the time, though. He always makes these weird faces where he looks like he's like, and he's like, he does like the wild gesticulation. Well, well, that again? No, I'm not gonna do it again. Do but it again? He, he just does weird <laughs> shit. He has weird gestures all the time. I don't know. I I really didn't think he. I thought he looked fine today. I mean, he's clearly not a hundred percent. We all know that. Um. But it's hard for me to watch that game and be like, oh, he he just 
you know, I'm worried about his health. Zan, how many compliments did you get on your shirt today at MSG? Thank you for repping the brand. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, but like that's what he that's does. All, yeah, like he's always a statue in defense. He was uh, actually, I thought he was fine in moments today, but yeah, there were a couple of possessions in a row where I was like, dude, are you for real he, right now? He was like, oh, my ankle's tense. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like his ankles were like overheating. He had to like let them cool off. And then like when he was able to play defense, it was like, he, he was able to play defense in moments, but yeah, he just was not engaged as he should have been right. for a playoff game. Now he's just being cheeky. Everyone's, I saw a couple of me. It was almost a shock through the game. Good. That's what happens when you wear Strickland merch. Speaking of Strickland merch, we have the yearbook tee out now. It's great. Um, designed by our resident designer, Zach. Great job. How's that for a segue? When this hosting shit is easy. That was a terrible segue, but I tried. I'm happy you did one. I tried. I tried. A three that gave Julie, did Julie's game up tomorrow to make it ninety three eighty seven almost yeah. end of my life. Yeah. yeah, that one that was right after uh, one of the Vincent threes, I think. Yep, that was after the Vincent three that Julius just like watched him dribble into. If I if I don't if I remember correctly. To be fair, that shot was like a twenty. That was like a twenty seven footer that he took. Yeah, but he literally just didn't like do anything. You have to actually do shit. I agree, but I'm also just like. Gabe Vincent had like a Steph Curry out of body experience, and I'm just like I don't know how to feel about it. Like I was frustrated in the moment, but looking back at some of those shots, it's like what the fuck? How the hell were those shots able to like actually be taken and went down? I I don't know what got to Gabe Vincent. I don't know what got to Gabe Vincent, but like apparently he decided to fucking ball his head off. And that fourth quarter was just like. That was an out of body experience, dude. I mean, he like, I I feel like every bounce of the ball, every fifth, like everything went their way, and just these that one where like it looked like Hartenstein and RJ were about to strip Gabe Vincent, and then he somehow like gets the ball. It looked like he might have traveled. He probably did travel, but then he gets out of it, and then they get a corner three out of it from Caleb Martin, and then there was that one I talked about where like quickly and Hartenstein trap Vincent on the corner. And yes, Obi makes a stupid rotation, but he makes like this incredible cross court pass as he's falling out of bounds to to Caleb Martin again in the corner who drains the three. And then there was that there was one rebound where I mean I actually think RJ didn't do a good job of just going after it, but it was like Hartenstein, Hart, and RJ were right there, and I don't remember who came up with it. it Might have been Love or somebody, but like it, it was just it just felt like every single time that there was a blue ball or, you know, a chance of a turnover or something that they were able to just find the right, like the, the ball just bounced right into their lap. You would hope that at some point those things work for us. And I didn't think it was like an effort thing. Like, I don't think the Knicks' effort for the most part was lacking. Execution was lacking. Um, and they're, they're rebounding the first half did actually lack some effort. But for the game, no, I just, it was weird how some of that stuff just it's fucking Miami, man. They don't turn the ball over ever. No. It's like they're like fucking robots. They just make the right play every fucking time down the floor. I fucking hate playing them. They're so fucking annoying. I think that's also a big thing to watch. It's like this team feasts off being able to cause turnovers and get offensive rebounds, and Miami was just not giving up 
either. Um, so the Knicks being able to generate those points, all of those turnovers and all of those um, all of those offensive rebounds is going to be very limited. So it's really going to come into like their shot making and how effective their offense is going to be. Now, now the Heat's defense is worse than Cleveland's, I would say, but again, it's kind of directed by the fact that like they don't beat themselves. So you're going, you're, when you beat them, you're going to have to beat them, and you're going to beat them like offensively. I, I, I think their defense is, but their defense isn't. I think it. I would say it's a better playoff defense, and they're also just way more diverse in what they can do. And Spolstra, again, he's, he'll just throw so much shit at you, which is why I think people just hate playing them. Like, we saw this in that Boston series last year. Like, they were the better team. Boston was by far the better team, but Spolstra wins every goddamn margin. They're going to win every margin. They're always going to make annoying comebacks. By the way, if Knicks fans can stop fucking celebrating victories when we're up like six on Miami with a minute and a half left, that would be fucking great. Like, have you guys fucking watched this team all year? I'm not talking about the Knicks. Have you watched Miami at all this season or any season? That is what they do. That is all they do. They win in the dumbest, most annoying fucking bullshit ways possible. They played like 7 billion clutch games this year. Stop. Like, the game isn't over with these fucking guys until it's actually over. And we saw that today because Julius, you know, Julius started to make it interesting. Hart missed a couple free throws. Mitch missed a free throw. I'm happy Mitch made one, though, by the way. That was great. Uh, it was huge, actually, thinking about it. But, um, yeah, like, they're just a fucking annoying team. You're never going to, like, you can't make mistakes because if you do, like, you're already losing on the margin. I mean, how many, I felt like we made, so, like, there was that stretch at the end of the third quarter where we took the lead, they scored, they go up by one. And then it was like we took a sequence of just stupid shots. Like RJ took that fadeaway over Duncan Robinson with 20 seconds left of the shot clock. Why? The Randall three. The Randall three oh, was God. really pissed me off. That was terrible. For what reason? And he, he took like 11 seconds left on the clock. He took a 34 foot three. Yeah. It was so deep. Like, why are you taking it from that far out, man? You're not Steph. Like, relax. Uh, yeah, they, they, they had a bad sequence there. But like, those are the sequences that can kill you against a team like Miami because they won't have those possessions. Look at how well they manage the end of quarters. Like the end of the third quarter, right? I think they got the rebound with like 23 seconds left. Yeah. They took the shot. Vincent took a shot basically with like two or three seconds left so that the Knicks couldn't, they had no chance to advance the ball. Shout out to Julius for his uh, double clutch uh, that and just getting it off right after the buzzer. Very convenient, Julius. Fucking worrying about your percentages in the middle of a playoff game. Um, but like that, that's just, that that's the small shit they do. That's so annoying, but always wins. And then you look at like the Knicks. I feel like the Knicks at the end of quarters half the time, you know, we're fucking, we don't work the clock in our favor like that. So you've like, this is a big series. Um, I think the Knicks have to grow up fast because experience, like experience does matter. And, you need these guys like you can like once you know we've seen young teams figure it out as the playoffs gone it's not like it's not some new thing but you can definitely see Miami has been there done that right in every possible scenario right like all these guys Gabe Vincent been in an Eastern Conference finals 
<coughs> Duncan Robinson played in NBA Finals. Cal Lowry, NBA champion. Bam Adebayo played in NBA Finals. Like, all these dudes, Kevin Love won a championship. Like, all these guys have played deep into playoff rounds. The Knicks haven't. They have one guy who has. Jalen Brunson. That's it. And he did it once. Randall has never been in the second round. Like, nobody on this team other than Brunson. And like, that, that's actually playing. I don't want to hear about Derrick Rose. Like, give me a break, okay? Uh, like, anybody that's actually playing, he's the only guy that's been past the first round. So, these are their first moments. And this is why, like, I'm just a lot... I'm not... Like, in the moment, yeah, I'll get pissed about this shit. But, like, I think when you zoom out, uh, people need to just be okay with like oh my god quickly struggling oh grimes canada three uh mitch you know he's not making good decisions or whatever it is uh, rj had took a bad shot like yeah i mean that'll be there maybe they win the series maybe they don't but like you need to let these guys have those experiences and grow from them one like positive or negative um and they'll Unless be they go to the met gal the night before that yes, right. suck. right uh but they'll they'll all be better for it and like you see this with Boston, right? Like those guys have been in so many, like J- Tatum and Brown have been basically playing Eastern Conference Finals since they entered the NBA. So that experience helps them, I think. I mean, even though they still find ways to shit the bed, um, that's kind of part of it, though. But yeah, Miami, these guys are. Again, you're not gonna. They're not gonna give you the series. You have to go take it from them. Yep. Uh. It was right Troy Brown that. Jr. is all of a sudden playing in this Lakers Warriors series, by the way, Sean. Oh my god! And he's playing well. Oh my god! Troy Brown Jr. good player. Why is D'Angelo Russell actually have a good good game? What is happening to the Warriors? I mean, oh, game seven two days ago. Yeah. Uh, Kevon Looney has nineteen rebounds. First team all trenches. M and AD are having a war. 80s balling, man. Shit. Shout out, Ted. So, so fucking 80s. Ted tried to tell me Anthony Davis was coming. And then Pause. Pause. All right, all right that's where we should end it. Because uh, 80 is apparently coming. Um, So Saturday uh, is going to be game three. Any predictions? Any opinions? Any thoughts? Uh, Next up. That's my only prediction. I'm kind of feeling that way too. I think Knicks go up to one. Schwinn, thoughts, opinions? Are you going to make the trip down to South Beach? No. Uh, I will be not making any trip down to South Beach. Not for this game anyway. Maybe this summer. That'd be nice. Do you have a prediction for Saturday? or? I think the Knicks will lose Saturday. I think they win on Monday. Okay. You, you think the nightlife's going to get to them? Uh, no, I just think I, I think Spolstra you give him four days to get ready for a game I'll take Spolstra over tips Tyrese, you said game three Dub? Yeah, I, I think the Knicks win right. But I, I do I do think uh, I expect both quickly and Grimes to shoot better in Miami than they have in New York, and more, Just, more importantly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Quickly has actually struggled to. He's actually shot enough. He just hasn't made enough threes. Obviously, my my, my bold prediction is I think Quickly and Grimes both have ten points apiece. I like it. D'Angelo Russell just sliced and diced 
Yeah, we what just was that. I also i I would suspect that. I feel like Miami is going to take RJ away. I think yeah. they're going to make it a very big focus for this next game to shut him down. Especially for the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> who? How can you do that? Um, but no, I think I think they'll make it a big priority to to cut down his dribble penetration to start games because he's killed them in the first quarter of each game so far this series. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I just imagine that will be the the big focus for Spolstra uh, over the next few days. Okay. All set. All right, friends. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Um, we had about almost 50 people in here, which is really good. Uh, you guys have been great with the support. Uh, I tried my best to be Sam. I am not Sam. Uh, same skin color. Same skin color. Um, thank you guys for supporting. Thank you guys for watching. And see you guys next time. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.